Hello, everyone. This is the D-Rays Bay Playoff Podcast Series, World Series Game 5, Instant Reaction. The Dodgers take this one 4-2, and they take a 3-2 series lead. Um, I'm Brett Rutherford, joined by Darby Robinson and Danny Russell. Uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling too bad about that one. Still two games to go. Well, maybe two games to go, but Danny, how, how are you feeling after that one? How you feel really is based on your expectations for how the Rays would perform in this game. Our mantra throughout this World Series has been the must-wins are 2-4-6, and yeah. then you pray for the best and take one of Kershaw or Bueller's starts. And the Rays, again, did not capitalize on a Kershaw start. It wasn't future Hall of Famer Kershaw in the same way it was his first time around, uh, but it was it was good enough to keep the Rays off the board too much. The Rays had a ton of chances. They were super aggressive on the base pass, and I, I'm really looking forward to going through all those decisions. Um, but the Rays were not a pushover in this game. Right. They did not roll over to the Dodgers. This was a hyper-competitive game the whole way through. And either that makes you super excited or that really bums you out because it feels like a missed opportunity. There are two games left in this series. They are now literally must-wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, the Rays went toe-to-toe with the Dodgers tonight. And although in a quote-unquote best of three for the final three games, you need the wins, uh, it was a close game. Yeah. I don't know. It was. And, and Can and you Dar- feel good about a loss? I think the answer is no. I don't feel good about it. Kind of, I, I don't – well – but it I was a strong loss. Like I don't I feel don't terrible. Well, you know what? There were there were some things we can gripe about, and it's not the base running uh, for me personally. I love the aggressiveness, but my brain goes back through, um, you know, the the hits that don't fall. Like when Joey Wendell has a ten pitch at bat against May, fouling off one hundred and one mm-hmm. miles an hour, and then somehow Jock Peterson has fantastic uh, positioning shaded deep yeah. to left center, yeah. or on the flip side. Brandon Lau uh, hits a flare into center field and Cody Bellinger is defensively positioned shallow. Mm-hmm. There are just moments in this game where I'm like, wow, the, the Dodgers are galaxy braining their defense and it's coming up wheelhouse. Yeah. So millhouse coming up millhouse. <laughs> wheelhouse too. Who cares? Well, there was some wheelhouse in this game too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't feel good about the loss, but I don't feel bad. I just don't feel bad at all about this loss. It's weird, right? It's a, it's a Our listeners are going to be so disappointed. One of us, I hated this loss. <laughs> you have One a lot of us has I, to take a position. To hate it more? What a terrible loss. The Rays no, should have won this game. It was so here, close the whole time. I'm going to go burn my tickets to game six. <laughs> we know people are Just kidding. So. I don't have, you're, I don't you're, have tickets to game You're six. speaking for some folks. <laughs> no, I, I think that's that's the hot take. If we were the uh, hot take podcast that just just you know got the got the radio calls in and just got really in there and tried to say we're going to fire Kevin Cash for his decision that, that's the pipe this is not ours and honestly I can't even fake it cuz it's like it's it's there are some things that are really really frustrating about this loss um but it's 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 just like really good world series game again like i mean the rays offense had their chances but they didn't hit incredibly well uh danny mentioned the wendell that was like one of the, the harder hit balls of the game, but hit he found a glove. The other things were just like, we wanted those Dodgers, you know, barrels are overrated type of cheap hits that they've been getting. Today, the Dodgers really didn't get that, but they also didn't get a ton of runs. It's weird. They, I mean, if you look down their list, everything was hard hit. Everybody in that lineup was just, just crushing the ball. But then the bullpen today, oddly enough, this was, 
not, I guess, your A bullpen. This was, you know, you have Loop, you have Sheriff, you have Thompson, and obviously Castillo, uh, who is the closer, according to Fox. Uh, <laughs> uh, they all pitched really well. Um, it was Tyler Glass now who has really given up the hard contact left and right. Um, but, you know, it's it was a game that they had a chance, right? There was a couple of big opportunities, and we'll go over those today. But it really was like one of those games where it – felt like the Rays almost had a chance to steal it. Mm-hmm. And going into the game, it was, let's try to steal one of these Kershaw-Bueller games. This game felt like a game they could have stolen. They didn't. And so it's not like, I guess my expectations coming in are, if you're going to try to like, try to t- take one real, like out of nowhere, this was a, a good one to take, but you still have a game six coming up and that's just right there for the taking. That's, you're set up well. And it's that's the must win. That was always the must win, and uh, it would have been nice if that was for the. World Every time series, we say must but... win, someone has to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my water right here. I I've got a gripe. I, I I've got a gripe, and I, okay, I, good. I'm not going to be uber negative, but Tyler Glass now again tonight. Mm. I'm so sad, man. Yeah. If, if you wanted, if you wanted a reaction out of me, we should have led the pod with Tyler Glass now because I, I I'm on this podcast every time. Thank you, dear listener for uh, putting up with me and sullying yourself with my opinions on baseball. But this was the opportunity for the Rays to put their best foot forward. And Tyler Glass now tonight was not himself. Smoltz, the pitcher was diagnosing uh, uh, issues with the delivery throughout the broadcast. And maybe that was it. Uh, Glass now did settle in uh, after some early issues Glasnow is indicative of what I felt for a few hitters like Yoshi Tsutsuko, like Brandon Lau, who I thought to myself, if this were not a 60 game series or a season, but a 162 game season, Austin Meadows is another great example. There are members of this race team that did not get their opportunity to work through their struggles and come out the other side. These are quality athletes. These are quality baseball players. They are deservedly in the World Series, and they are working through midseason struggles. Nick Anderson may be in that <laughs> group of people mm-hmm. as well. So I, I hate that it's coming down to the World Series to figure those things out. I would say that appears to be the same uh, thing happening for a lot of Dodgers pitchers. Mm-hmm. But tonight, you know, the way the cookie crumbled is the Rays didn't get those runs across the plate. So about, so Glasnow has been interesting, right? He, he has had one great uh, uh, performance, one great, like truly great performance. And that was on two days rest, Mm -hmm. which was the most shocking performance, right? In game five, the uh, ALDS against the Yankees. And it was, and if you're going to only have one performance, that's a pretty amazing one because the Rays aren't here without that. Mm -hmm. However, his other starts besides on two days rest, have been against the Yankees, five innings pitched, four earned runs, three walks, three hits, 10 strikeouts. So a lot of good, a lot of bad. Against the Astros, six innings pitched, eight hits, four earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even against the Blue Jays, where he was pretty much shoving the entire time, still gave up two really loud home runs to Danny Jansen. Uh, Here... Glass now has some of the best stuff home in all home of runs. baseball. Home runs. Tyler Glass now broke Two the home record. Run Glass now. He broke the record. 
nine home he, runs allowed the, in a postseason is the most ever. <laughs> Him and Randy, nine home runs. Nine That's what you need to walk yeah. away from this with. Yeah. Tyler Glass. Yeah. So is a guy that has two incredible pitches, an incredible plus, plus, plus fastball and a plus, plus, plus curveball. But as a two pitch starting pitcher, if both of those pitches are not plus, plus, plus every single time he takes the mound, he's going to struggle. And, and again, the curveball wasn't great tonight. He had a couple nice, nice curveballs, a couple nice strikeouts. But one interesting part is like we're still – the development of Tyler Glass now is not complete. He says – and he said in the past, he wants to develop a third pitch in a normal offseason. So the book is not out on Tyler Glass now yet. And there's a lot of good we've seen out of him. But for Tyler Glass now to, be, to become the guy that we think he can become and the guy that we – think we stole from the Pittsburgh Pirates, that third pitch is 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 necessary. And when you're facing the same team in a World Series, like the Dodgers, that's as good as the Dodgers, they're going to be able to adjust on those two pitches the second time they see you. And I, I feel like that's just what happened tonight. And when the curveball's not on, Tyler Glass now has got a great f- fastball, but it's not like we're Walker Bueller's fastball where he can just rely on it the entire night. Um, so I don't know. It's It's upsetting. I'm not like mad at Tyler Glass now. I still think he's great. It just wasn't a great start. It wasn't a good start. I will I will say this about him for for his credit. Yeah, this was not a good start at all. This and he and he put the Rays behind early, and that that was big. You know that that was they really needed to come out and just get a little bit of good mojo going first. Let the Dodgers start to have the have the real drama just kind of affect them. He didn't get off to a good start. He struggled pretty much throughout like he every bit of contact was hard right the 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 absolute weakest contact was an 81 mile per hour fly out from justin turner everything else was in the 90s the thing is he still got to five innings right mm-hmm. he 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 got five innings 100 pitches seven k's the last batter or the last batter before he he got his his uh the fifth inning out was max muncie he gives up a huge home run there makes it four runs for the Dodgers, two run lead. And that was, you know, that was it. You know, that, that really gave Muncie, them the breathing room who, they needed. Who threw his bat on the ground like he was trying to start a fist fight. Ah. Let's, let's, let's like talk it. about why like he was throwing that emotion. Oh, you know what? This is go, the season of showing emotion. Go. I'm I'm in on that. Yeah. Go fish let's, that bat out of the dirt. <laughs> let's, let's talk about why Muncie was so worked up and then it has everything to do with trying to steal some bases including home plate yeah let's go through that whole inning um really not the turning point but maybe the most pivotal inning after everything is said and done so the Rays in the bottom of the fourth uh they let off with Manuel Margot who reaches on a walk full count with um Hunter Renfro up next against Clayton Kershaw so Margot tries to steal second base, and the ball then gets away from Chris Taylor. Yeah, Taylor's at second at that yep. point, and the ball just kind of skips off his glove. And Margot, first, he was sliding head first, so he kind of hops up, doesn't realize that the ball gets away. That was his first opportunity to run. Then he looks and hesitates and looks like he decides to not run. And then he decides, like really the third chance to decide whether or not to run – 
oh crap, I'm going to go try to take third base. One, because Taylor still had not gotten to the ball yet. He would have had a turn, make a throw off his back foot. Manuel Margot slides into third safely, but like barely safe. It could have been overturned. I'm, I mean, I would have been livid if it were overturned. I want to talk about that moment where he slides into third because it's one of those that we've seen it a few times since replay was instituted where a runner beats the ball to the bag and it is overturned. He's called safe on the field and it's overturned because through the duration of the slide for even a split second comes off of the bag. And Margot, it was kind of unclear whether or not he did. It looked like he might have kept the right hand on and then the thigh came on at the same time. But really hard to tell. But that could, like, it would not have shocked me. I would have been very upset. It would not have shocked me if it were overturned in that situation. That would have been all of the rage I would have needed to have a nice hot take podcast right there with that overturn. Because that's, <laughs> that is the over, those are the, those are the replays that are just the worst, right? Yeah. Like nobody is really excited about the idea that like, oh, he, he beats the ball by a mile. He's in safe, a good, good chunk of that safe. And then, yeah, maybe for a fraction of a second, his hand comes off and you attack. That's not really earned. So I right. love the aggressiveness there by Margot. Uh, I would have loved him if he just ran right off the bat, but okay. He decided to give it a nice third look. But I do like that. They're, the Rays see Chris Taylor and they say, I don't respect your arm at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. I'm going to run. Uh-huh. You, you prove me wrong. So far, Chris Taylor has not proven them wrong. So any chance they get to take a base or go extra on Chris Taylor, they're going to do it, and they should. Absolutely. Next, that sets up. One, they got a really good at bat by Hunter Renfro, who held off, I don't know how, on on some pretty wicked pitches by Kershaw. He draws that walk. You have, mm-hmm. pod, you know, you have Padres all over the bases. <laughs> and then this is this is kind of the big thing, right? There's a big moment in this, but the, the big moment I think for me comes in you have an opportunity to tie the game with the productive out. It's 3-2 at this point. Right. It's 3-2. This is a huge. You get to answer right back. You get to erase all of that hard hit contact by the Dodgers throughout this. All of the absolutely crushing glass now. They only have three runs to show for it. And suddenly, with a walk, a steal, a kind of a little bloopy error, and another steal, suddenly now you can tie the game. And going into a bullpen like, well, they, battle. Going into a bullpen battle. And the, and, the, and the Dodgers have not given up. Kershaw has not given up contact this inning. And yet he's about to blow. He's about to, to lose his lead. That's huge. Now, they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and you got to go, right. take us through this. This is two, the, two chances. You just need to get it a fly Here's ball. Here's where to get COVID, COVID ruins this this perfect opportunity for the race to steal home because Margot breaks for home plate with KK at the plate mm-hmm. and Max Muncy at first base sees it the whole way and just screams for Kershaw to throw home Kershaw hearing Muncy and anticipating that this might be a stolen base opportunity, which kudos to Kershaw. There's no way he acts uh, as efficiently as he does. If he's not thinking about Margot potentially stealing home, extremely low probability event that Kershaw is prepared for. Max Muncy yells for it. Kershaw does not box, steps off appropriately, fires home. Kiermaier has run away. This mm-hmm. part also baffling. The I know that you're supposed to not I- impede, but KK's allowed to stand in the box here. And if he does not bail out of this 
plate appearance when Kershaw is about to throw home. I don't think the the catcher gets the ball because Kershaw's mm. throw home is wide. Yeah. yeah. And it goes right to where KK would have been standing if he just took one step back. So missed opportunity there. Missed opportunity not having race fans going bananas and Muncy being able to clearly communicate to Kershaw that the throw was coming. This game would have been in the trop. With a full had trop. Had there not been a global pa- pandemic and... Tarps I pulled back at the trap. Yeah. No, it's a good point. It's a really interesting point about the idea of how loud that could be. Because because Margot is within an inch. So let's just straight straight up say this, right? I, I love I love the call of the steal. It was my guys? favorite play of the game. I, even I after it. the like even it. after the loss, that moment, and we talked about all the great moments from last night. Like one like we can talk about game probability and, and run probability and with Kiermaier at the plate and two outs, but like that moment, what it could have been is the reason I love it. We talk about like one of the most infamous plays in World Series history is Jackie Robinson sliding under Yogi Berra's glove uh, and it's stealing home in the World Series. And like that moment, obviously Manuel Margot is not Jackie Robinson and Austin Barnes isn't uh, Yogi Berra, but in terms of like, Pantheon moments in the World Series, that would have joined it, especially with all the bonkers crap that happened in Game 4. So I love the decision to go. And the fact that it was so close, I give Kershaw a lot of credit. I give Margot a lot of credit for timing it perfectly because he didn't go on the motion. He went and Kershaw was getting set, and Kershaw he brings his hands all the way up. This is bad radio, but I'm trying to Im- imitate uh Clayton Kershaw brings his hands no, yes, all the way up. Please continue with the visual illustration. <laughs> and Margot takes off at the perfect time. The perfect time. And a number of things could have happened. And Danny mentioned it. Kershaw could have balked. Kershaw could have not noticed in time. And Margot would have slid in safely. Kershaw could have made a bad throw. And he didn't make a great throw, but he made a good enough throw. Barnes could have missed the tag. There were a number of possible outcomes to that play that would have led to the Rays scoring there, Margot being safe. And it was just an inch. They got him by an inch. And but that Barnes was could have tried to grab the ball and miss it and then tried for the swipe tag. Oh, that's yeah. what he did there. I mean, yeah. the, my first thought watching it was, man, are you not entertained? Yeah. I mean, like, mm, that was that's baseball right there. Like, that is... Forget again. Forget the the numbers. Forget everything. Like that moment, even when he was called out, like I had a smile on my face because it was a one run game. I was like, that was awesome. A play at the plate in the World Series like that. It is the play though, too. It's you know okay. So the old baseball adage, the really old baseball adage, is you don't make an out on the bases the first or the last out on the bases, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of those times where this is not like trying to steal second. Right, mm-hmm. you're or even trying to steal third. It's not trying to get that little extra bit. This was an opportunity to steal a run entirely, right? Yeah. Like literally, that's the thing. But at the same point, you had Joey Wendell pop out sh- shallow. You had Willie Adamas strike out. That was your chance to get a legitimate run. Right. There. Right. Now Kevin Kiermaier against Clayton Kershaw, lefty lefty. This is a really hard matchup. Kershaw, you know, was taken deep by KK before. However. Man, I feel like Kershaw in that situation is going to do everything. He can. Like this is not a situation where you're expecting to get a run. And in fact, I think if you're the Dodgers, you're like, this is. I want this. I want this setup. This is great. Kershaw versus KK. Wouldn't want this any other way. I don't want anybody else. This is fine. And what the Rays did there was 
kind of shake up what was fine for the Dodgers. Mm. And I like that. Now, it didn't work out, but I think the process there of making the Dodgers make the play is something I like. The Dodgers have the better offensive team, bar none. It's not even close. However, what the Rays can do, the best offensive team can sometimes make those mistakes, right? And they they had that opportunity. You saw that with the amazing game for win was making the defense make that amazing play. Mm-hmm. They, they, they could have just, Rodney Linares could have been fine with just leaving Randy at third, but he didn't. And I like that play. And, um, and this was an opportunity there where you say you have an opportunity to steal that run like entirely. And it requires amazing defense. It requires Muncie seeing it. It requires Kershaw reacting. It requires the throw and they got it all. But if one of those is off, Margot's safe. And this is a, another highlight. Yeah. Because this is instant reaction. Uh, the post-game interviews are happening as we're recording uh, two interesting uh, factoids coming across Twitter. One is uh, Cash says Margot made the decision to steal home on his own. I, I don't know how that would have been called. I mean, unless it was discussed like otherwise. It seemed like an in-game decision by Margot, but also not like a on-the-fly decision. It, like, it was very calculated by Margot. He knew when he was going to go. Certainly. He knew he had to get the lead. And so it's not like a boneheaded mistake on the bases. It's not like what you saw. Uh, who was it? The, who did the... Uh, Dodgers beat to get here. The Braves, where they like ran into outs on the base pass in the NLCS. This was a decision made by Margot, much like the decision to go to get to third, which he did successfully, um, to to make a difference in the game. And I I really like I uh, going back to the beginning of the season, the first few weeks, and Margot was was bad in the first few weeks, and he had a lot going on in his personal life. And the, to see him break out as he did throughout the season, and now in the postseason when He's on the list of guys that is getting written into the lineup every single day. He's going to be one of the first guys on there for his defense, for the way he's hit the ball. He's had a couple really big home runs in this postseason and for his base running. And I don't know. I just love Manny Margot. And even though, like, this didn't work out, I don't know. I love the guy. Can't give him enough. The, other, the other fun fact coming across is Kershaw confirmed that uh, the Dodgers and specifically Muncie and Kershaw have practiced alerting Kershaw when someone's trying to steal a home. Which is also like very smart by the Dodgers because Kershaw knows like how he comes set is very unorthodox and is probably, I don't know if that's ever happened against him in his career other than tonight. I'm sure he's pitched for a long time. I'm sure it's happened to it. Like maybe not home plate, but maybe some guy trying to take third or second. So yeah, I mean, you'd expect them to practice that and they executed it in the biggest moment of one of the biggest moments of Kershaw's career. Like, if, look at Kershaw's career, chasing the, the the World Series. That moment for him to make that play, like, was one of the defining moments of, of his career, and it could be one of the defining moments of the Dodgers season. We hope not. Um, I, I could almost hear Bill Plaschke smash his keyboard because he was so excited to write the narrative of <laughs> Kershaw blowing it on the big stage, and he was like, ah, I, save the, it in the drafts for l- next l- time. Let's move on because I think we're all – pretty big Kershaw fans, but we don't want this year to be his moment. Um, but yeah, that, that was a great play all around. This has been, these last two games have been incredible. Um, any, any other points on this game or sh- should we look at the game six a little bit? Randy was very aggressive on the base paths and uh, I thought he was safe. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Great attempt. At least, you know, again, another one of those plays that is very close. Randy Rosarena again makes history in this postseason. Most pit hits in a postseason ever. 
Yeah. Ever. Asked, By asked any player Sandoval. ever. Ever. Just yeah. straight up ever. Most and he kids. almost had, again, of the near misses, almost had a game-tying two-run home run in the first. And I thought it like I, – I don't know about you guys. When that ball – because you could not see where the ball landed, where the, the walls are set up. Like, when I saw that in real time, I was like, there's no way that ball was foul. Like, the way it looked from the end is like an optical illusion a bit. But, man, Randy, I mean, he hit the ball well, got another hit today. Uh, awesome again he, he the one also thing i do want to mention okay so in the eighth victor gonzalez comes up great great at bats to give randy rosarania a chance two on two run game randy is the go-ahead run at home plate what we've we sort of have talked about this a little bit but he does not swing at the first pitch mm-hmm. almost ever Mm-hmm. And and pitchers have been able to really take advantage of it and groove like a really nice juicy pitch on that first one, and he he'll let it go because Randy is so far what we found out is he is one of the best in at bat adjustment uh, hitters that we have seen. Like it, it's mm-hmm. incredible how he will he will dictate an at bat, watching pitches, fouling off a pitch, swinging badly at a pitch, and then suddenly going like, okay, I saw it. Okay, I know what yeah. you're going to do. I'm not going to I'm not going to swing at that one. Fool me once. Or, yeah. Well, it's, what did, it's what did he do in the eighth inning, Darby? Well, he tried to jump on a first pitch. So he did try to do it, and he did not get the right pitch. It was a little bit. It was not as big of a cookie as possible. He still hit it uh, at 91 miles per hour, but he got under it. He missed the barrel. And it was a weak flyout. I mean, so, that was the game. That was the game. That was it. Yeah, that was it. That was that was the chance. Because then Brandon Lau came up with the lefty, and and then the bloop that Bellinger was able to be shaded inside on for it. But that was the opportunity. On a missed hit, Randy still hits at ninety. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if he hits the barrel there, it's going opposite field, and the Rays have a lead. And uh, who knows? But it really was that close. And that was how, that was how close it was. It was off the barrel by a little bit. And I don't, and I, again, I like the aggressiveness there. I, it's a different choice for Randy. I think Randy does feel a bit more comfortable waiting out in a bat and grinding out a pitcher and making the pitcher get so, so nervous. And maybe that was the better choice there with, with Gonzalez, who is in a real whole heck of a pickle there that he does not want to be in against Randy. Um, I also, I can't fault him for seeing all of these perfect fat fastballs go right down the middle that he could send mm-hmm. all the way into the streets of Arlington uh, and not wanting to swing. So yeah. he gave it a shot. It just missed. And and that was, that was it. You can't expect him to do everything. Well, maybe you can, but it didn't happen. It's, right. it's almost everything. Couple it, more shout outs, player. couple more shout outs for this game. And we can take a peek into game six after we have, do have an off day, um, which is much appreciated. Um, but Yandy Diaz, Yandy Diaz, don't know how many more plate appearances he's going to get in this series. It's going to be Gonsolin in game six, Bueller mm-hmm. in game seven. Probably won't start either of those games. Will definitely be available off the bench if a left-handed pitcher is in the game. But don't know. His plate appearances are going to be limited in game six and a potential game seven. Getting two hits in his first two plate appearances was so huge. Getting that triple in the third. Oh, yeah was massive and i also like mookie bets his decision there he knows that if that he lets that ball he took a weird angle to it and he tried to make a play he knows if that ball gets to the wall kiermaier scoring anyways he knows if he cuts it off 
Kiermaier's not scoring. So I thought it was a good decision by Mookie Betts just to go for it. If it gets past him, Kiermaier's going to score anyways. I know Diaz ended up getting to third and scoring, which maybe came back to bite him in the moment, but obviously not in the game. But Yanni Diaz, that was awesome from him. Love to see him leading off against left-handed pitchers. I hope he comes up in a big spot with a, with a guy like maybe Julio Urias in or Clayton Kershaw, who I guarantee will be available in Game 7. Guarantee it. Um, the other shout-out is I got to give a quick shout-out to Kevin Cash for using Diego Castillo even though the Rays were not winning the game. I know this is the World Series. It's Game 5. This is the moment where you do things like that. But I've always kind of been a proponent for using your A bullpen even if the game isn't tied or you're in the lead. Even if you're down one run or two runs and you know what you can do against the Dodger bullpen, using a guy like Castillo to, to shut the door get very valuable outs and keep your team in the game. It's something he's been, and all managers have been, a little bit hesitant doing in the postseason. But also the built-in off day helps with that. But the decision to use Castillo gets four outs out of him. That was huge. Kept the Rays in the game. So would love to see more of that, not only for the rest of this series, because you'll definitely see it for the rest of this series, but moving forward in Kevin Cash's managerial career. I loved it. Any other thoughts on game uh, five, and then we'll look at the game six for just a second before we wrap up. Uh, I mean, while we're at it, let's give some shout outs to who pitched the rest of the game. The Z bullpen, because, as Dom would say. Uh, uh, for for a fact, Ryan Sheriff, uh, uh, wait, Ryan Thompson. And, and Sheriff. And, and Sheriff. All Excuse the Ryans. All the Ryan. both Not Ryans. Bro. Ryan and Ryan. Uh, I love Ryan Thompson. I love him. It's Sidearms from both both sides. I, I mean, love Ryan shut Thompson. down the Dodgers. Uh, yeah. Thompson has been fantastic this series. He's he been our been, best pitcher. He has been really, really tough. Um, and Sheriff as well has actually pitched really well. Both of those guys, high ground ball specialists. The mm-hmm. Dodgers do not want to hit on the ground. They don't hit it on the ground often. They want to elevate. Those guys have just absolutely frustrated them because they're hitting it into the dirt. And yeah, they the Dodgers have found holes hitting into the dirt against everybody, but those guys have done some pretty good. It, it's a lot nicer when those those barrels don't start flying into the sky and are going to the dirt and giving a chance for this infield to, mm-hmm. to make some plays. So I mean, you mentioned the there. you mentioned the ground balls, but Thompson's slider throughout the season has become more and more of a frisbee slider and is now generating strikeouts tonight with two outs in the ninth inning with a runner on. He struck out Mookie Betts, who some people think is the best player in baseball with an amazing slider. I love Ryan yeah, Thompson. Crazy. Keep him it's- forever. Ryan Thompson, love him, and I don't know if why I not? ever. Doubt, I don't know why I ever doubted him this season, but I love him forever. And he's gonna have another. He is gonna have another big moment in this series, and he's Definitely. gonna need to come up huge. And yeah, I mean, I think that's the Rays are getting more and more confident with him, uh, and you've seen it with the guys like Thompson and yesterday with Curtis. You know, we we've seen Anderson struggle a little bit. We've seen uh, Fairbanks get touched a little bit, mm-hmm. Diego a little bit. You're going to need to have these other guys step up. But that's the thing. That's during the regular season. These are the guys that Kevin Cash will call on for a save. Doesn't matter. It's because he do, they do have confidence in him, right? We call yeah. it like okay, the A bullpen versus the B bullpen. The Rays B bullpen is most teams A bullpen. This like is right the now, World series. Yeah. Dave Roberts would be like, hey, can I borrow some of your B and C bullpen, please? I don't want to see Pedro Baez again. I'm dying out here. Where is some Ryan Thompson? I'll take a. I'll take an Aaron. Give me a loop. Give me you know something here. Uh, give me wow. the seven o'clock on the arm. I somebody <laughs> something here. Um, yeah, great, great job by the bullpen. So let's let's talk about Game Six. Blake Snell. Oh. 
This is, this is, we want to do, it's another repeat of Snell versus Gonsolin to start it off, but really going to be more of a bullpen day for the Dodgers, uh, except no Dustin May, probably. He went today. Probably Maybe. not going to be ready. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. I mean, he didn't go that long. And he got yeah. a day off, so I don't know. I mean, I really think, um, I and yeah, I honestly yeah, it's, wouldn't. It's, this is the end of the se- the season, right? Like I also to go. wouldn't be shocked, and I know they're going to have him penciled in for Game Seven, but if Walker Bueller gets a chance to pitch out of the bullpen in Game Six, if the Dodgers maybe have a two or three run lead late and they bring like, Walker Bueller's their best pitcher right now, mm. um, it wouldn't shock me. I'm not saying I'm expecting it. I'm not like predicting that. But if you're looking, if you're the Dodgers trying to shut the door on your first World Series in however many years, like Walker Bueller uh, since '88, yeah, would would that that would be one of the boldest co- choices Dave Roberts ever made? Yeah, I mean you're blowing up your starter. Game Seven starter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know if I don't know if Dave would do that. I don't. I wouldn't blame him. I if would. He didn't. I would. Uh, Dave Roberts. I mean, here's the thing. Kevin Cash had Blake Snell up yesterday. Yeah. So. Kevin Cash was ready to be like. Heck, yesterday I was game. like bringing Glassnow. Let's blow him up. I don't care who pitches tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Ray, anyone unavailable for the race? Do you think Glassnow probably maybe Morton probably. I mean, Morton again, could pitch, but he he could pitch. I I don't know if he. You need Morton in Game Seven. Come on. I, I don't. You think need he's to get to Game Seven. Option. No, you got to get to Game option. Seven. I I think I think Morton could be available. Not available is glass. Oh, can you imagine the aesthetic complaints if uh, the race just bullpen to game seven because they used Morton in game six? Let's use Morton uh, and have the Dodgers use Bueller. Have it go like 13, Rays win, and then it's just battle of the bullpen. I mean, bullpen sure. in game seven. I like, hope you like um, Ryan Thompson for two innings, Aaron Luke for I do. one, Ryan Shara for two. <laughs> Ryan Thompson starting on in game seven like just gives me like chills. I need it. I don't want it, but I need it. Uh, game six. Game six yeah. on the mound for the there. Rays will be Blake Snell. And uh, to paraphrase Dan Shulman on our uh, uh, podcast series, recurring guest, this, Dan Shulman. This this all comes down to Blake Snell. Yeah, Blake Snell has to win games and be his Cy Young self for the race to win the World Series. And if he's not, the series will be over. I couldn't be more confident, if I'm being completely honest. What we saw out of Blake Snell in his first outing this series, I know it didn't end well. We can go back to Todd Titchener and, and Darby, you were on that episode as well. I really liked what I saw out of Blake Snell. It's going to be the Dodgers' second time seeing him, but I think I, I think he's going to show out. Now you just need the offense. You need some 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 luck. You need the bullpen. You need a lot. But I really like where the Rays are at with Blake Snell. I think going into this game, I feel more confident in Blake Snell and the Rays in general. Because I think the Rays offense, I think game four changed a lot in terms of just the confidence of this offense, right? Today, today they they only got two runs. They had chances for more. But I think they, they're starting to feel like we can score. Every inning, they can score. And they, they gave themselves chances, right? They were stringing hits and together, they, too. Like if you're stringing hits wasn't a home run today. Look at the third inning. Like that's, that was awesome to watch. Yeah, so I think they're, they're coming off. I, you know what? Nobody's won two games in a row. This, this world series. Hmm. <laughs> well, the right. Dodgers do. <laughs> that's it. Someone if they don't, to. we'll see. So I think the, the Rays are in a good spot. Uh, the Dodgers will be tough. They, they always are. But if you're the Rays, I, you don't want anybody else on the mound right now. The next two games are Blake Snell and Charlie Morton. 
The Rays couldn't pencil that in better. That's what they want. If you're going down, this is who you want for your next two. So these are the two pitchers that you paid a combined $80 million to in total contracts. You know, these are the guys that you want lined up and you want Blake Schnell, who you gave a five-year $50 million contract to. You want him on the mound here in game six of the World Series with backs against the wall. So again, I like what I saw to Blake Snell in his last outing. I'm pumped. The Rays are still playing in the World Series, guys. That's awesome. I don't know. I'm, I love how we turned this like from a what could have been a negative podcast into I, I just that's that's just who we are. Anything else? Uh, we saw a Devil Rays hat in the World Series. Let's go. I got it on too. I'm wearing it. I am wearing. It looks it. great. Sunday blue. For Brett with all the visual references. Gosh. <laughs> Uh, we could put a video yeah. with the World Series patch on. It looks good, man. Mine must. No, nah, this must is 20th be in the anniversary. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. The World Series, my World Series one is in the mail. It's not a Devil Ray one. It's just the traditional home, but it's still. In the I mail. got the Devil Ray World Series one. Come on. Yeah, that would. I got. That would, the, I got I'm. I'm getting that one as well. That would have been nice. I don't think anyone cares what we ordered and what's in our Amazon card. <laughs> this is more important than Game Five. Let's be honest, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Put this behind us. Whatever. They lost All the right. Kershaw game. Who to cares? To the podcast, Let's do uh, it. everyone, what is your most recent Amazon purchase? Mm, I played the fifth. M- my, mine was uh, for my daughter. I got her the Octonauts uh, uh, book about saving the coral reef or something like that. I don't know. I got a new case for my it's iPad. Just a, <laughs> big flex by Danny showing he's a good yeah. dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think actually it's cat food, which is incredibly yeah, it, sad. It was boring. It was something boring. All right. You know what's late. incredibly sad? The people who are still listening. Yeah, it's late. I, and Darby's toying with us because it's like, I don't know. It's still like the sun's still out where he lives. So we're going to, we're going to have to wrap this one up. Um, That is going to do it for the D-Rays Bay playoff podcast series, world series game five instant reaction. I think we turned this one into a fun time. So I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Thank you to, uh, to everyone who's still listening. Um, If you want each of these episodes downloaded directly to your device, make sure to subscribe to our podcast feed. I hope after tonight's episode, you still want all of these episodes downloaded directly to your device. And make sure to head on over, as always, to DRaceBay.com to check out all of the great postseason coverage from this 2020 run. Hopefully there's two more games left, and uh, we'll definitely be talking to you after game six. Let's see how it goes. My hopes are sci-high.